Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. I'm Megan Leatherman, a career coach, writer, and consultant based in Portland, Oregon. And this monthly podcast is designed to support you in taking intentional, wise, soul-centered action in your career, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. Well, I'm really excited to share this episode with you. It's Virgo season, which was like a huge wave of relief for me. Um, The weather got cooler like immediately, you know, when the sun entered that sign and it was just like, okay, fall is finally here. It's like my favorite, favorite season. Um, I am a Virgo sun, so I was born in September and um, I read a horoscope for Virgo the other day that has like completely rocked my world. And it just said, just tell yourself it'll be easy. And that like was exactly what I needed to hear. And so if there are any other Virgos listening to this, I share that with you and I hope that feels helpful. And part of what I tried to do with this episode was to just tell myself that it could be easy. And it was sure enough. And, um, what I want to share today is some insights and support for those of you who might identify as highly sensitive people who are going through transitions in your career or who want to make a transition in your career. Um, This content just came out so fluidly and beautifully, and I'm really proud of what I want to share with you today. So I hope it feels really supportive. Um, If you're not sure what that term means, highly sensitive person, um, I want to share some information with you. I came across this idea through Elaine Aaron's book, um, a highly sensitive person. Um, and I came across it a few years ago, but wasn't really ready to receive it. I guess I think it's really interesting when certain books or information comes to us and when it feels resonant and when it doesn't, but this one came back a few months ago and it was just like the perfect puzzle piece of truth that I needed. Um, it kind of like everything made sense after that in terms of how I move through the world, how I feel about my work, how I get energized or get drained. Um, it's just felt like a huge permission slip to just like fucking be nice to myself and not push myself so hard to handle more or quote, be tough. Um, and to really embrace sensitivity as a strength. And just in the last, you know, half year that I've been doing that, it's made a huge difference. And I've seen it help uh, my clients and myself and friends. And so I want to kind of summarize a lot of what I've learned for you in this episode. So Elaine Aaron's definition of a highly sensitive person is that this person has a sensitive nervous system, is aware of subtleties in their surroundings, and is more easily overwhelmed when in a highly stimulating environment. So her research and research that shows, you know, subsequent research shows that about 15 to 20% of any population, including humans, animals, insects, is wired to be highly sensitive. So it means that beings with this inclination, their brains process stimulation more deeply. So that means that more in their environment is noticed, it's tracked, uh, which means that it takes more energy for their brains to process stimuli. So um, it's not a bad thing at all. Um, It's 
in our culture has been framed as a weakness because people who process things more slowly or more deeply or who feel things more deeply have take, have kind of been labeled as weak or, um, I don't know, silly or, you know, like they just can't hang with the rest of us. But um, I think it's really important to look at this closely and to support those of us who are highly sensitive, because there is so much, so much strength and giftedness there. Um, highly sensitive people are really sensitive to three main areas: one, to their internal life, so our feelings, our thoughts. Um, are, we're very sensitive to our bodies and how our bodies are feeling. We're sensitive to others, so reading the moods of people around us, managing those relationships trying to track how other people in the environment are doing. Um, and third, we're really sensitive to our physical environments. So the lighting, the smell, the sound, um, you know, if I get to a place that just doesn't feel good to me, like it smells bad or weird or is visually really off-putting or just gives me the creeps, um, I go into this state of what Elaine Aaron calls over arousal, where it feels like my system is kind of shutting down and I really can't think clearly because I'm so kind of overstimulated and not feeling totally safe or comfortable in my environment. So how do you know if you are a highly sensitive person? I'll put a link to some more information in the show notes, but um, I want to share some items from Elaine Aaron's checklist with you and just see what you notice, see if you identify with any of these statements. Um, One is I am easily overwhelmed by strong sensory input. I seem to be aware of subtleties in my environment. Other people's moods affect me. I find myself needing to withdraw during busy days into bed or into a darkened room or any place where I can have some privacy and relief from stimulation. I have a rich, complex inner life. I'm deeply moved by the arts or music. I startle easily. I get rattled when I have to do a lot in a short amount of time. Changes in my life shake me up. I make it a high priority to arrange my life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations. So do you see yourself or others in your life in those statements? Um, Like I said, that's just a small part of the test online that you can find. But I think many of us Um, if you're listening to this, you probably are already a highly sensitive person and it's a spectrum. So it could just be that you're on the less stimulated side of the spectrum. I think all of us in this culture could benefit from learning about how to manage sensitivity because we are so overstimulated all of the time. Even if you don't identify as a highly sensitive person, you're constantly being, um, messaged, pinged, talked to, advertised to, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of stimulation that our ancestors just didn't have before. So, um, I encourage you to keep listening, even if you don't see yourself in all of those statements. So you probably already picked up on the fact that having some of this, some of these tendencies would make a career transition pretty tough, right? Because change is hard for almost anyone, but for those of us who are acutely aware of what's going on around us, what's going on inside of us, um, what's going on for people 
in our environment, when we're acutely aware like that and we're already easily sort of overwhelmed or over aroused, a big change like a career shift can be pretty rattling. But it doesn't have to be. We can do it in a way that's HSP friendly, right? And that's what I want to share with you today. So career transitions are really tough for highly sensitive people for a couple of reasons. One is that those of us who have high sensitivity require more energy to process stimuli. So managing day-to-day life plus the prospect of a big career change can be hard on our bodies. We can be really, really tired, feel overwhelmed, just feel like kind of on the edge of uh, freaking out or shutting down. Um, So that's one reason. Two is that highly sensitive people process things really deeply. So making decisions can take more time than needed for other people. And it can take a lot of consideration. There can be a lot of needing to like process all of the possibilities, process how it feels in your body, how it feels, you know, in your heart, how it looks in your mind. So working through our typical hiring process, which can sometimes go really quickly, can feel too rushed or too overwhelming for highly sensitive people. But there are lots of benefits to making changes in our careers for all of us, right? Growth and change and learning is a natural part of being a healthy human being. And for highly sensitive people especially, it can be a chance for you to really prove resilience to yourself, to practice resilience, to build that ability to make positive change. Um, It's a demonstration of committing to your well-being. So finding an environment that really honors your sensitivity and respects it and sees it as a strength. Um, We need, oftentimes we need to find those places or find those people or communities where we can be held and seen and appreciated for who we are. And we can also honor our sensitivity throughout the process. It doesn't have to be that we become someone else or we push ourselves to the brink of exhaustion in order to make a career change. We can do it in a way that honors our sensitivity along the way. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. So I want to walk you through a really high level, like six step career transition process. And through that, I want to highlight the ways that you can work with your sensitivity from a place of strength and empowerment and not from a place of like forcing yourself to do it in a more typical way. So in this example, I'm going to pretend that you or our example person is changing jobs. Okay. That it's not always the case in career transitions. It could be that Um, you're looking for a promotion or a lateral change, or you want to shift career paths completely. But for the sake of this example, let's pretend that we have a highly sensitive person who wants to change jobs and to do something a little bit different in a different environment. So again, all of this is um, offered in the context of, like, it's just meant to be helpful advice and support. So I want to really emphasize how critical it is that you trust your intuition and um, notice how these things resonate or don't resonate with you in your body. Um, Take what is true and helpful to you and toss aside whatever isn't. Um, I'm speaking from my experience as a highly sensitive person who has gone through career transitions um, and as a coach who has, you know, mentored or partnered with people who have high sensitivity through their own career transitions, but 
I want to just emphasize that you are the expert on your life and your transitions. So, um, if there's any like defensiveness or, um, I don't want to say shame, but like if you have a negative reaction to anything I share about what it means to be a highly sensitive person, I just invite you to look at that. Like look at whether there's um, resistance to who you are or how you're naturally wired. Notice if there's, um, if you've taken on some of our cultural bias around productivity and being really active and um, what it means to be a successful, accomplished person. Um, so if you have reactions to what I share, it could be about some of that internalized um, anti-sensitivity, or it could just be that it just doesn't resonate with you, and that's fine. All right, so let's start with step one of a typical career transition, which is that there is a desire to make a change. There's some awareness that you want to make a shift of some kind. So being a highly sensitive person can really help you at this stage for a couple of reasons. One is that because you are naturally attuned to your internal life, you might be aware of a desire to change before it gets so dire, before you're so miserable that you make a kind of panic-induced decision to change. So if you can notice your body in any distress, if you notice headaches or pain or tension, really honor those as clues that you desire some sort of change. Ask your body what it needs. Um, Let it lead you, you know, nurture yourself. Just because you're sensitive to what your body needs doesn't mean that you're weak or that you can't handle life or that you're not going to be an accomplished person. You have a close relationship to your inner thoughts and feelings and to your body. And that can really be nurtured and celebrated at this initial stage. If your mind starts sort of freaking out about what it would mean to make a change, what you're going to do, what it means if you don't want to be where you are anymore, try to really just stay grounded, right? When we go into that kind of panic mode, it sets off alarm bells in our bodies as well, which can be really exhausting. So try to do whatever you need to do to really take care of your body and just let yourself imagine how wonderful making a change could be. Um, How wonderful would it be to be around people who really respected you and appreciated you? How great would it be to make more money? How great would it be to have a shorter commute or um, be in an office environment that felt really calm and... um, and nice to you. Just let yourself imagine that it could be good because I think a lot of us, our initial assumption is that there's danger ahead, that it's going to be bad, that it could just be worse than where I am now, but really try to stay in a positive place. Being a highly sensitive person at this initial stage can be hard because you might be so overstimulated by day-to-day life that you kind of override the messages you're getting from your body or from your intuition because they're just it's just too much to handle. So some tools that you can tap into at this stage at this initial like desire for change is to be journaling and really setting aside time for reflection so that you can process what's coming up so that you can process what it is that you really want. What do you want to be different? Um, 
process so that you can give yourself permission to want what you want and and to fantasize about it instead of leaping to all of the ways that it could go wrong or isn't okay to want that. Um, at this stage and throughout any kind of transition process, doing regular sort of tuning in exercises to your body or to your spirit through meditation, quiet walks alone, or any other ways that you kind of feel connected to your higher self or spirit or source or whatever words you use to describe it, that's really, really going to serve you throughout this process. And that might mean that the process goes more slowly, uh, which is totally okay. We're on your timeline. It's perfect. Um, So really give yourself the space to work with your intuition. This is an intuitive process for you. And that's beautiful. And that's how you're going to lead yourself into the right thing. So step two of a high-level career transition is that you're clarifying what it is you really want and what's ready to leave behind. This is where you're parsing through possible roles you want to take next, the kinds of organizations that you want to be in, the kind of work you want to do, and you're kind of doing that like teasing apart. Um, And being a highly sensitive person really helps in this way because you're sensitive to your thoughts. You are aware of your internal life. So notice the thoughts that you have about making a change. Notice the story that you're telling yourself about what's possible. Are the thoughts you're having empowering or are they pretty much based just on fear? Um, Get the stories on paper and really look at them because the stories that you're telling yourself about the change, about what's possible, those are informing your behavior. So if you have a story that says um, it's not okay to want a really quiet, beautiful office space, then you are going to unconsciously find roles or find organizations that have a space or an environment that doesn't actually fit for you, that is really overwhelming or overstimulating or isn't pleasant to be in. Because you have this subconscious story that says it's not okay to really want what you want. So look at those. We have to look at those beliefs and getting them on paper in front of us is, um, I think, the best way to really see them. Also, highly sensitive people have a really rich imagination and creativity. um, And you can access that now to really clarify a vision for what you want. So imagine what the most wonderful work environment would be like. One where you don't leave totally overstimulated and burnt out. (laughs) Um, It doesn't have to mean that you're alone all day. Maybe you really like working with others. So let yourself imagine the kinds of people that would respect and appreciate your sensitivity. Um, This stage is all about imagination and creating a really clear vision that resonates with you in your body. Um, Yeah, this, this transition... And every stage throughout the transition is an opportunity for you to honor your sensitivity and to listen to your intuition first and foremost, because you have access to um, a lot of information that, that you will need. Being a highly sensitive person at this stage in a career transition can be tough because part of our role in the human race <laughs> developed in order to sense threats to our community. So Being highly sensitive means that you also pick up potential danger or threat in your environment. So that can also be true in making any sort of change. So we can see all of the possible 
negative outcomes of a potential environment or situation, which, and this just has to be managed. Again, you have to create a really robust vision that is meaningful to you and stay there as much as you can. Um, Let yourself imagine all of the worst case scenarios, see them, see that you're probably not going to die and just keep moving forward. And without a really Um, powerful vision to draw you there, it can start to feel like you're forcing something. So part of what I do with clients in the visioning stage is to create a really sensual experience for yourself, one that is going to take you and allow you to kind of drop into a deep place inside of you. So when I do this for myself, I create an environment with candlelight. I play music that I like. I might have some essential oils, um, a nice blanket, my, my tools, like my journal or my tarot deck. I usually do a guided meditation first, and I just try to drop into a really reflective place where my body feels at peace. I can feel safe in my environment, and I can really access the intuitive wisdom and creativity that I need. And from there, I usually write about the vision or the life that I really want and desire right now, the work that I really desire. Um, If writing doesn't resonate with you, you could draw it, you could sing about it, you could, um, I don't know, any creative outlet that you want to use to kind of embody what it is that you long for next um, and to create that vision without editing it from a place of being really grounded. So once you notice the desire for change, once you create a vision and allow yourself to really want what you want, step three is communicating that desired change to our network. It's like, okay, now we know that this is inside of us. How can we get help from those around us to make this change? Um, being Being a highly sensitive person can really help at this stage by um, accessing the awareness that you have about other people and their emotions. So anytime we want to make a change, that sets off, can set off alarm bells for the people around us because it means that um, things in their life could change. So if we have a partner or a spouse that we live with and who, you know, their money is involved with our money and what we bring in from our jobs, voicing a desire to make a change can feel pretty overwhelming to them. And when we're highly sensitive, we can take on the emotions of other people or get lost in the negative reactions that they might have about the change that we want to make. So at this stage, it's really important to be intentional about who you share this information with. You don't have to broadcast it to everyone in your network that you want to make a change because you don't want to invite in um, the shit that other people haven't worked through. So really use your discernment here. And it's not something to hide or feel like you have to be secretive about, but you get to decide who you share this information with and who you don't. So really use your spidey sense at this this stage to determine who you want to tell about your decision to leave your current role or to find something new. Um, You want to do this with people who are in healthy place where they can be helpful to you too and not um, kind of dump all of their fears or negative stories about making a change onto you. So step four is where you are actively searching for new work and you're preparing for the change. 
So at this stage, we're updating our resume, we're maybe updating LinkedIn, we're networking a lot. Um, networking, you know, just kind of setting the HSP stuff aside for a second. If you are in a career transition, um, most of your time ideally would be spent networking. Um, it doesn't need to be spent on updating your resume or applying for jobs online. The most fruitful activity you can do is getting out and connecting with other people in the real world. Um, that can be hard for people who are highly sensitive because one-on-one um, -on -one interactions or group interactions with other people are really draining for us. Not because we're bad or weak, but because our brain processes stimulation a lot more deeply. So we notice what the person's wearing. We notice how it smells. We notice what the room looks like. If there are other people in the room having conversations, part of our brain is tracking all of the conversations happening around us. It's exhausting. Um, and it's not that you can't do it, but it might look differently for you than it will for other people. I really encourage you to not push yourself too hard at this stage because if you do, and if you're out meeting with three to five people every day and you're, you know, really doing a lot at this stage, you might start to burn out or feel over aroused. And then the energy that you're going to bring to these interactions could feel like desperation. It could feel forceful. It could just feel kind of off-putting to the other people. So you really want to tend to yourself at this time and make sure that you're feeling grounded, that you're not taking on too much. It might mean just meeting one new person a week one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. It could mean giving yourself permission to not attend big networking activities where there's lots of people. That is totally okay. You have a strong connection to your body. You have a strong connection to your intuition, which is going to mean that when you are grounded and meeting with someone one-on-one -on -one and doing networking in your way, you're going to be able to draw a lot out of them because you're going to notice what the undercurrents of the conversation are like. Your intuition might tell you to ask a certain question that sets off a whole new cascade of possibilities. It could mean that you know how to connect with someone in a deep way that does eventually lead to some sort of opening or new possibility. So just do yourself a favor and let yourself find the people that really resonate with you and connect with as many people as feels uh, reasonable to you. So I would encourage you to really focus on finding and meeting with the people that you just feel good around, not necessarily the people who have the right job titles or, or who are in the right organizations. Um, push yourself to meet new people, which will feel uncomfortable, but it can really stay focused around people that you feel good around. Um, I've spent a lot of time meeting with people that I thought could help me or that I thought should be the kinds of people that I meet with. Um, and I would leave those meetings feeling just like total shit because they either weren't open to helping me, weren't very kind, hadn't worked through their own issues around career transitions, or just were people that I didn't resonate with. And I can't think of any situations where that led to a positive opportunity or outcome. So Really let yourself make these meetings fun, be curious, um, find people that you enjoy being around, and it's okay to focus on quality over quantity. 
Step five in our process, and there are two steps left. Step five is where you are actually going through the hiring process. So you have clarified your vision, and I'm talking about this in a linear way, but it's not actually linear in real life. So um, there, this is a spiral process. It might be that as you're networking, you have to go back and clarify your vision because you get new information or new things appeal to you. Um, it could be that you are interviewing and getting job offers and none of them are feeling good. So you go back to the visioning stage again, and maybe you're meeting with new people and it can be a very fluid spiral process. Um, it is not clean or linear for like 99% of people. But for the sake of our exercise here, step five is where you're going through the hiring process. So you're interviewing, you're getting job offers and making a decision about where you want to be. Um, I just need to drink of water real quick. So being a highly sensitive person is so helpful at this stage. If you can do one thing, if you can absolutely trust your body and your intuition in the interviews, when you are in an organization, you will be set up so well to make a good decision. I cannot tell you how many people have accepted a job offer that looked really good on paper, and then a couple months in, it's really not working out, and they tell me that they knew in the interview that something just fell off, but it looked so good on paper, there was no, quote, rational reason not to accept it, so that they went ahead. You have tremendous ability to pick up on things that are not said, to pick up on how it really feels for people in that organization, to pick up on how you would be treated as an employee. Remember that you have an instinctual ability to read people in situations pretty quickly. So of course, at this stage, we always have to check our bias. Um, it's not, we can't pretend we don't live in a culture that is based on white supremacy and historical oppression of people of color. Um, all of these different ways that we put people in categories and judge them. So of course we have to be aware of that. And we have to be aware of our fear of change. Sometimes if we are afraid of making a change or are afraid of our own success or stepping into something new, we can sabotage ourselves and tell ourselves that, oh, this just isn't right, when actually it is, we're just afraid. So those two caveats set closely to the side. We still really have to trust how our bodies feel, how we feel in an interview, how we feel in an organization. As soon as you walk through the door, what is your first hit? Is it good? Do you feel good? Do you feel happy to be there? Do you feel invited? Does it feel warm? Or does it feel um, archaic or uninviting or cold or competitive? You know, just read, just notice that first initial hit that you get and the messages that you're getting throughout your intuition. Um, during the interview, you might find yourself kind of inundated with sensory information as you kind of try to read the interviewer's reactions, you read um, the room, you, maybe there's a window where you're seeing people walk by or you're trying to read like the external stimuli. It can be really overwhelming and exhausting. So try to just detach a little bit, um, notice that that's happening, but not follow every little rabbit hole and try to get a read on every reaction or stimulation that you get and just focus on staying in your body 
answering the questions in a calm, measured way. Um, hopefully you have practiced a lot so that you feel confident in your answers and you're timing them so that they're not more than one or two minutes. Um, doing that can really help your brain and your body feel calm and at, at ease when you're in these interviews. Um, being a highly sensitive person at this stage can be tough because there's a lot of pressure to make a decision quickly and to make the right decision, right? So give yourself time at this stage. You are allowed to ask the recruiter or the hiring manager for more time if you need it. Um, there can be a huge sense of rush, but at this stage, everyone is invested in making the right decision and you get to decide what timeline works for you. So it's okay to ask for an extra 24 hours or 48 hours. Um, if you're having a hard time making a decision, tap into that intuitive part of you. Ask for dreams to show you the way. Ask for a sign. Pull tarot cards. Meditate. Talk to a really good friend. Take a walk outside and let the decision, let the decision just live in you for 24 hours. Let it just be in you without trying to force yourself to get to an answer. Usually after letting yourself do that and getting a good night's sleep and journaling in the morning, you will come to a decision that feels good to you. And at that stage, it's just a matter of trusting yourself. Um, if you are getting a negative feeling about something, but it looks really good on paper, I encourage you to really look at that feeling and trust it. Um, if something doesn't really look good on paper, or doesn't really isn't really what you expected, but you feel good about it and it feels exciting or intriguing, trust that. So step six is where you have made a decision, you've come to a conclusion about a place and you are onboarding, you're starting a new role. And being a highly sensitive person at this stage can really, really help you because you get a quick read on your team, you get a quick read on your coworkers, the situation, the problems they're having, and you probably have a good sense of where you can start contributing right away. So don't be afraid here to be the beginner, to ask questions that might sound dumb or naive, to be curious. Really trust that you have a fresh new perspective for them and don't be shy about saying that this is what you think is going on. Um, trust your ability to read the undercurrents of a situation. Um, if you feel new at it or it feels unfamiliar, treat it like a muscle that you're building, that you're practicing with. Um, test your assumptions. Test what your intuition has to say. Trust it and take action upon it and see what happens. It can be hard starting a new job as a highly sensitive person because it's a huge shift in your life routine, even if it's a good thing. Um, my partner got a new job um, three months ago, and I was pretty shocked by how rattling it was for me because his schedule changed, his commute changed, his availability changed, um, our benefits changed. Like It was a, a lot of new situations and new stimuli around me. And I was kind of, I was surprised by how long it's taken me to adjust to this change. And if I had tried, if I had kind of shamed myself out of that or pushed myself to stop worrying about it or stop having a hard time, that wouldn't really have helped me adjust more quickly. So give yourself permission to take as much time as you need, even if it's three months, six months, a year to feel like you're in a new groove that works for you. Um, 
you will probably need more rest at this stage. You might need more space and time to process new things that are coming up. Um, and just give yourself, yeah, total permission to do that. Um, I can't emphasize enough how much potential there is for giftedness in this area. And not, I'm not saying that highly sensitive people are better than others, not at all. But I think there has been a lot of cultural stories around um, kind of denigrating our strengths or the tendencies that we have. And I want to just give you some, um, I want to just celebrate us. <laughs> and that sounds really cheesy, but I want to celebrate um, those of us who are really sensitive to our feelings, who have a lot of empathy, who process things really deeply, who notice every detail um, and help us frame that as a, as a strength. And I hope this episode has helped you kind of see the ways that you can move through transitions in your life in a way that honors yourself. You know, plants and animals don't deny what they are. They don't know how to ignore their instincts, <laughs> but we do. And that's in some ways really unfortunate. So try to, as much as you can, emulate the living beings around you and stop denying who you are and really just embrace your instincts, um, embrace who you are and, and don't deny it or fight it because there's so much um, giftedness and creativity and deep intuitive wisdom that we need right now. So if this has felt supportive to you or resonant to you and you want some HSP-friendly support, you can learn more about how I work with clients on my website at meganleatherman.com or at the link in the show notes. If this felt resonant to you and you know there are other sensitive people in your life who want to make a career change or who are in, in the midst of a career transition, I encourage you to send this to them, uh, to share this episode with them. Um, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing this time with me. Happy Virgo season. Um, I hope you have a really beautiful month as we transition into harvest and fall and into shorter days and longer nights and the cool mornings that are here to reinvigorate all of us. So be well. Um, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you.